1: Tofop advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of fifteen, or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deek speaking. <laughs>
0: It is weird. There is a distance between us. Well,
1: but. normally I drag my chair in and I realise I don't. No, know. this is good. I like Are you it. sure?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to project. Yeah, it feels, and...
1: it, no, it feels a bit weird. I okay. move closer. Okay.
0: <laughs> cut this out, Michael.
1: Don't cut this out, Michael. People mm-hmm. love to hear.
0: How the behind the scenes? Yeah. All right, so what Will's doing now is he's moving his chair slightly closer to me because there was a distance of about a metre and a half between us. Now it's probably just about a metre. It's more intimate. This feels like a therapy session now. I'm on the couch. You're in a comfortable chair. Now I'm going to tell you my problems. What are your problems, Charlie? Well, let's just start the show by saying everyone relax. This is Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, I do
1: feel closer to you. I feel like this is better. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad that I did it. It would have annoyed me for the entire episode to be that far away.
0: Well, your eyesight's night's not good. That's what I've discovered coming around to your place today. I've seen your brand new... They're new, right? Yeah, uh, about six weeks into having my spectacles. You've got specs, Specky, four eyes, feels fly.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm going to break them at lunchtime. (laughs) Charlie came around in his leather jacket and broke the specs. (laughs) Said I was a nerd. Then I ate his lunch.
0: (laughs) Will's doing doing my homework for me after this podcast.
1: Yeah, Charlie drew dicks in my library book. (laughs) I almost considered going to the library the other day. I was walking around my neighbourhood and I walked uh, by the back of the local library and it looked very inviting and i was like oh maybe i'll go to the library and i'll get myself a library card and i'll uh you know go and borrow books and read books from the library
0: so weird i did the exact same thing two weeks ago are we at that age where we've now got because i got my library membership i was coming out of the gym and there's a library next to the gym that i've never gone into like i have just not seen it so you know how sometimes they say it's like that yanny thing where at a certain age you hear one thing hear another i couldn't see a library until now i'm 41 well so
1: when i went and got my eyes tested because i'd finally as they say run out of arm and um uh, i got so far with you know putting things further and further away from me to be able to read them that eventually i couldn't read them and so i went and got my eyes tested and uh amy was with me and she wanted to come in and mm. I, we were having a nice fun day you know doing things together and I was like, she can come in. And the optometrist was having none of it. Really? Like, it was just like, nah. Like, it's just me and you, buddy. He was like, he was a younger guy. He was, well, I would say he was like early 30s. Right. He was an Asian guy. Yeah. And he seemed very
0: efficient. Serious.
1: Like serious and efficient. And yeah. he wanted no... Uh, so was that
0: going to throw the curve when he's testing your eyes, having your partner in the room? He
1: wanted—I don't think he wanted. Stop even, giving
0: her the side eye. <laughs> he,
1: didn't, he didn't want it to be a place of mucking about. All he didn't right. want—he didn't want getting your eyes tested to be something you did as part of a fun date. Yeah, day. that makes he sense. He wanted it to be treated seriously because he was an actual serious medical professional. Yeah, even though he worked in an office out the back of a glass. I mean, of it shop. makes
0: sense. Like if you're an accountant and a guy's coming in to get you know his taxes done, he's like, "Can I bring my partner in? Because she wants to giggle and laugh at how silly this whole process." <laughs> Is I think you'd be like fuck off. This is my office, I'm not here for your amusement, right? So am I a fucking clown to you? Do I make you <laughs> laugh? That, so he
1: took that option. Yeah, that was certainly the approach. He got old Joe
0: Pesky, Joe Pesky on <laughs> you, or Pesci, Joe Pesky.
1: And then, um, so I was doing the little eye test, and it's so funny, like how you're only being tested so that they can find the right glasses for you. But you still get the pressure that you're being tested. Like if you want you, to get it right. Well, you just kind of have that feeling.
0: Are we recording?
1: Sorry, I just had. I know when I lean forward and just had that slightly panic thing
0: of going, "Oh yeah, it's recording." Okay. <laughs> oh God. But it would have been old school toefop if we'd got <laughs> five minutes into this show and realised we hadn't been recording.
1: So, um, uh, yeah, I still got the feeling that I was being tested. Anyway, he does the thing. He works out what's wrong with my eyes, and he goes, "You've just got like." natural you're getting degradation. he said basically everyone in their mid 40s gets some sort of eye degradation it'll be to different degrees yeah. but it's very very common he said how old are you and i said i'm 44 and a half and he just looked at me and went
0: yep You are, you're like right in the pocket.
1: You're an absolute cliche of someone your age. He said, (laughs) you are in the next couple of months, you will start noticing libraries.
0: You are average (laughs) in every way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You are right on track. There is
0: nothing exceptional about you.
1: Yeah, look up what the average age of people to live is because that's how old you're living.
0: I love it that he's really leaned on that in response to your uh, request to have your girlfriend come in and make fun of his process. He's like, oh, you think this is a joke? Is Guess what, Mr. Average? (laughs) (laughs) You are not special in any way at all.
1: In fact, now even your eyes are dying. (laughs) You know how you spent like two months this year at the dentist getting your mouth rebuilt because that's died? Well, now your eyes are dying too. Yeah. You just thought it was your hips. Oh no, no, no. We've got a whole lot in store for you. What's that? Speak up. Cause you can't hear me properly. Oh yeah. Get Guess what's next? Well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's the high pitch ringing for you to enjoy while you're trying to sleep. Um, what did I've not had my eyes tested since I was a kid. What's the process? What do they do? There's a machine. Mostly. <laughs> he just walks across the other side of the office and just drops his pants. <laughs> you see that? And you're like, nah. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. Starts shaking his
1: hips <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, Basically, gets nah? closer and closer into you, <laughs> until you realise it's a HR
0: issue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's how he knows which
0: glasses. He comes running at you from the other side of the room and you yell at stop. So and his, his method naked.
1: is really inappropriate, <laughs> but man, can he match
0: you a prescription. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Anderson, you're dick-eyed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm cock-eyed. Cock-eyed. <laughs> So, so what was the test? Um, so basically, you put your face on a machine, you know, and it's... Each, of course, it's all
0: machines these days. Yeah, it's
1: different eye, and then it's look at a chart. It's still look at, you know, what what's, you know... Which There's is lottery, letters on which a chart. Clear, uh, you know, that sort of stuff, but it's just more advanced versions of those sort of things. So it's a whole bunch of... It's like when you're testing your printer. Yeah, right. You know, when you have to get a new printer, and you have to do that sheet that tests yeah. it out, and it has all those columns that are different. It's essentially just like that. Right. Until they find what makes you see better but here's what i will tell you Mm. i clearly had been doing i wouldn't have known until it got really bad that i was losing my sight but clearly i had been gradually losing my sight for a long time but i just been doing that thing where your body adjusts so i was doing that thing of just only reading in light now and ignoring the fact that i was getting sort of more tired when i was reading or like you know just putting things further away to read them or whatever when it turns out i was just going blind I put my glasses on now and I
0: just love reading again. Yeah, right. It's so much fun. So what are the hints? Cuz I think I'm I'm 3 not years Not being able to see things properly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 3 years younger than you and I'm not sure at the moment for me it feels like I feel like sometimes maybe I'm too tired. Like you know, I'm trying to read like a menu or something like that. We were at the football last night and I was trying to see what was going on on the field on the other side of the yeah. ground, and it was just a mess. And even trying yeah. to read the scoreboard, and it was a particularly unskilled game last night. It was very scrappy, masses of players around the ball, and I could not see the ball at any stage. I was like, I don't, this is a, it's really hard to enjoy the sport when the key component to the sport is invisible to you.
1: Yeah, well, I think that we have to just for that example acknowledge that it was indeed a terrible game <laughs> and no amount of prescription I would have fixed that. It's not like if you have been wearing the appropriate pair of spectacles, it would have increased the actual spectacle on the ground. It would not have. It so was it's not amazing. like beer goggles
0: no. where you put them on <laughs> yeah. and suddenly it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I actually got a pair of rose-coloured glasses <laughs> and everything just seems to be going keeps better now. Um, so here's what I've noticed since I've got glasses is I should have got more than one pair. Like, yeah, because they're my reading
0: glasses. Yeah, it's like a phone charger.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I wish... I, I'm going to ring him maybe this way and get an extra pair, I think. Yeah. Um, but
0: they're like, bad luck, mate.
1: Bad luck. I've
0: <laughs> You you fucked up. You only got one pair. That's it. You're done. <laughs> your prescription. We burnt it. This is the same vindictive optometrist. No, nah, mate. I fucking burnt your records. He made a note yeah. of the
1: day in his file. Tried to mock... My professional <laughs> dignity, yeah. burn records and prescription upon sending out of glasses.
0: <laughs> you're going to get a second pair. Um, yeah, I'm going to get a second. Do pair. Do you think you'll have that hilarious moment where you've got a pair on your head and you're looking for your glasses and you'll put on a second pair? Well, Charlie, it's funny that you should mention
1: that because just the other day, I uh, just when I got back from overseas. I was thinking that I, I was like, gee, I've been good this trip. I don't really feel like I'm jet-lagged. And I decided to go for a walk in the afternoon and I put my sunglasses on and I already had my other pair of <laughs> sunglasses on. So you have described the exact scenario. So I could have done that regardless. with sun- Well, I did do it with sunglasses. So no, I don't think so. Will you get prescription
0: sunglasses?
1: Well, no, because I only need them for reading and right. stuff. So Unless like, you're for- reading,
0: looking really cool and uh, uh, you, you, you want to sort of like look... Just a bit kind of like cool in a cafe somewhere, and you're reading with your shades on, like a beat poet. I mean, I can see the when you're on of holiday, that. you read with sunglasses on, don't you? Just sitting in a hammock somewhere. I mean,
1: yeah, I guess like it, it's it has it doesn't arise so often in my life, but you'll need I a special pair of, of sunglasses, pair of, yeah, exactly. But if it does, if my life ever becomes something where I'm doing a lot more sort of hammock reading, yeah. Yeah, then sure. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think my
0: mum had those kind of glasses that would tint in the light.
1: Yeah. Is that, are they a thing? Transition glasses.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, is that is that what they do? They're like prescription glasses, but then will shield the sun from your eyes? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah <that's laughs> I mean, exactly what it's they kind do.
0: of a travesty that I'm 41 and I don't know what that is. Well, you don't need I to. I mean, I saw, well, no, but I would see my mum's glasses over the course of a day go from clear, transparent and opaque to slightly more opaque and i was like what's going on here i think my mother's a demon (laughs) i'm pretty
1: sure that Lemo has transition uh, prescription glasses maybe justin does as well Uh, anyway i think they're like a quite a common thing
0: yeah but it is an unusual it's an unusual kind of thing we've invented isn't it the fact that these glasses will gradually shade further over the, the course of a day i mean i understand the function of them but it's just a funny kind of visual like over the course of a day, like imagine if I was talking to you for we spent a whole day together and it's just slowly like a pair of sunglasses just gradually like materialized on my face.
1: Yeah, okay. I understand kind of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But that also, like your kind of example that you're using, supposes that you live some life where you're always in consistent light. <laughs> like, do you mean like, as in, well, like, there is a gradual, go, there isn't a day. But how often in a day are you only out in the day? Yeah, Transition sunglasses work when you go in, in, inside a room or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. regardless of like the unfolding of the day's okay. sunlight, well, maybe they're going to go
0: from dark to clear <laughs> when you go in the okay, building. Well, that's even shit. more absurd. Depending of, I remember like uh, yeah, the, if every time I every second or third time I looked at you, just say we were having an active day, moving around, moving from room to room. If every third or fourth time I looked at you, you suddenly had sunglasses on, that's pretty funny. Well,
1: but I have previously had
0: glasses on. I know but it would be forget- funnier
1: if the sunglasses just appeared. Sure, <laughs> I understand I what was, you're saying. I think there was a
0: batch of ecstasy in 2005, which when you took it, made you see sunglasses on people. Is, are you, is that a real thing, or is that just? A I thing think. You've made that, well, up? it was a thing. It was because either way, let's find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember hearing it from friends at a party. Where they'll like those those dudes are flipping out, and going, "Oh, this this brand of ecstasy makes you see sunglasses on people." And I don't know, I don't know anything about chemistry. I don't know, if, is that possible? Can you manipulate a drug to give you one specific hallucination?
1: Uh, so when people take DMT, mm. um, there are common shared hallucinations, you know, hallucinations and characters and sort of you know formations but, but, and stuff that appear in that. So so is that a thing of? Well, explain explain it. Well, I don't know the like people have various theories about that one is just as simple as those are the ways the images and shapes the brain creates when it takes that drug therefore everybody's seeing the same thing because that's how it's processed up to people seeing it that it's a whole different dimension of time and space and these are guides these creatures that are there for all so of so they're very
0: specific hallucinations yeah, that everyone has that,
1: well that are common among across a bunch of experiences and, and is
0: it a case of uh, people are having a group DMT experience where they see the same thing or you have the experience separately but report back on the same thing yeah
1: so if, you, if I went away and had my experience and wrote everything down afterwards or talked to someone afterwards or whatever and then you went away and you did that there would be crossovers in not necessarily in just that smaller sample size but if say 10 people did mm. there would would be common characters and shapes and sort of you know is it, does it
0: ever happen where it's a group experience where if two people who i don't know because that to me would be more compelling i don't know for some reason i feel like everyone having the same everyone having a mass hallucination of well time. in the same way that when people talk about uh near-death experiences it tends to be like the white light and all that kind of stuff like people tend to report the same kind of thing when they die for you know a minute or two on an operating table or whatever there's always this same experience which i think is explained away by being well when the body breaks down you know you get flooded with this certain hormone which you know makes you feel this and the idea of like fading light or moving towards light is literally the brain shutting down or something like that i could imagine yeah but
1: what about the fucking 23 grams motherfucker
0: (laughs) (laughs) full stop you talking about that Will Smith film? Yeah, it's twenty-one but, grams, by the way. Was it twenty-one? It's grams? Twenty-one grams. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Well, maybe it was twenty-three grams. Well, whatever. No, it's twenty-one it, grams. What twenty-one grams? Should I
1: Google it? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever the the this, idea, the weight of the soul, the weight of the human soul.
0: Yeah. What about it? Are you asking me what happens? No, no,
1: no. I was just like <laughs> referencing that in regard to that comic because ex- I love when we put a human explanation yeah. on something that's just like a. The body loses, you know, twenty one grams, even if that's true. So we go, well, that means that blah blah blah. Like yeah. it's like the that we only use ten percent of our brain. Yeah, that's not true. It's just the thing people say.
0: Yeah, it's, I I actually started reading this book by Mary Roach. She wrote a uh, book that was kind of quite famous called uh, Stiff, which is the, after- uh, the what happens to bodies after people die, like the uses for cadavers, like right. scientific research and... Um, Necrophilia. Forens- forensic, no, <laughs> all legal stuff, forensic training okay. and stuff. But she wrote this other book, which is all about... It's called Spooks, which is about the supernatural, why people believe in different New Age philosophies and supernatural. And there's a whole discussion about the soul and the 21. That's actually completely invalidated. There's a couple of experiments done in I think like the late 19th century or early 20th century where doctor was weighing bodies, but the the, apparently the controls for these experiments were not watertight. He had an experience where he weighed a a person who was dying and then weighed them later and oh my God, it was 21 grams. But then uh, the attempts to corroborate that with uh, subsequent experiments was a little ropey. You know, maybe it was eight grams, maybe it was like 40 grams. Nothing conclusively said. But what they know is the body does like the weight adjust for certain reasons, but it's not a specific weight because everyone has a soul. There's just things that are going maybe in the body.
1: People have like a better soul than yeah. other people. You got an a eight gram soul. soul.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I've definitely got an eight gram yeah. soul. Um, 21 grams. 21 grams, what was it called? I believe. Yes. Tell us what the yeah, plot of 21 Grams was. is. The the film? Yep. I've seen it and I can't remember the plot. Okay. How can three completely different lives become connected so powerfully, so devastatingly, so irrevocably? 21 Grams is a film that had everyone talking. I don't know. <laughs> Two guys on a podcast fucking like eight years after it was made. And
1: the only thing we were talking about was we couldn't remember the plot <laughs> of 21 Grams. I thought it was called 23 Grams. That, that was the, the sequel, I think.
0: That's got everyone talking. It stars uh, Sean Penn. That's right. Benicio del Toro. That's right. <laughs> Naomi Watts.
1: Yeah. Amy met Benicio del Toro on our recent trip to New really? York. Yeah, in a bookshop.
0: Right. He introduced himself to Oh, her. really? Yeah. Um, uh, what did he say? He said,
1: ah, and Benicio del Toro. <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> you killed my father. prepared to die. It's <laughs> like, what
0: the hell's going on? There you go. It's weird. Uh, okay, it's a story of lost love, death, hope, healing, and redemption. Totally nonsense. So let's get to the actual plot. Yeah. That's, what that, is the actual That's from plot? the studio. That's yeah. their blurb. Um, Twenty-one grand. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what it's about. No, no, no. I want to know. No. No. That was them trying to like sell a, sell a movie ticket. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, plot. We just want a plot. Yep. Yeah. Plot. And then do. do, do. The story is told in a non-linear manner. Oh. Sucks already, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, no, I like non-linear storytelling. Westworld,
1: it's like Westworld. The
0: following is a chronological summary of the plot. Okay, Okay, even better. (laughs) Line it up for us. (laughs) This is like those Westworld shows that you like, (laughs) the ones that explain what you've just watched. It's a good point. Jack Jordan is a former convict who is using his newfound religious faith to recover from a drug addiction and alcoholism.
1: Also, by the way, maybe this is based on a book or something, but... Jack Jordan is such a fucking like trite hero's name, fucking character. Hold my
0: beer. Paul Rivers.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: He's a mathematics professor with a dedicated wife, Mary Rivers, and has a fatal heart condition. Unless he receives a new heart from an organ donor, he will not live longer than one month. Paul's wife wants him to donate his sperm so she can have a baby even if he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Peck, this has got to be the worst named film in history. So, so far, we've got Jack Jordan, Paul and Mary Rivers, and Christina Peck. Christina Peck is a recovering drug addict and now lives a normal suburban life with a supportive husband and two children. She's a loving mother, an active swimmer, who's left her days of drugs and booze behind. She saw too many sunglasses, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) These three separate stories and characters become tied together one evening when Jack kills Christina's husband. So Christina's the one who was the drug addict. Uh Jack uh, kills Christina's husband and children in a hit-and-run accident. Her husband's heart is donated to Paul, who begins his recovery. Paul was the one with the life-threatening condition. His wife wanted his sperm. Okay, so we're all up to speed on what's going on? I think so. Do you want me to remind you?
1: Can you tell me who's playing each of these characters? Oh, that will help.
0: Yeah, okay. So the cast is... Uh, mm, I should say who it doesn't name the the actors after the. I know. Hang on, I'll, I'll, a, I'll open up a new page, a IMDb page, so we can cross reference. Yeah, exactly. I need to know who. What was his name? Jack Jordan? Yeah, Jack Jordan is. Hang on, let me Jack just, Jordan. Like it sounds more like somebody who would be in like a boy band or
1: something right yeah well there was jeremy jeremy jordan. jordan yeah
0: this is a right kind of night you're the right kind of girl you remember the music videos on the basketball court he's shirtless he's got his like he's got his like hoodie zipped open you're the right kind of girl it's a right kind of night Ooh, ooh, ooh. i think that's i don't even know if that's the song I'm pretty sure. He's got a basketball under his arm. Yeah, I He's remember. He's got abs. Oh, that's what I remember. He yeah, had abs. That he, he was he had my had first abs. exposure to abs. I'm like, <laughs> abs. I think I was 12. Abs. <laughs> All right, 21 grams. So Jack Jordan is played by... Come on, motherfuckers. Uh, okay. Paul Rivers, who... Oh, God, what's... He's the guy with the heart condition. Right. His wife wants his sperm. Yes. Sean Penn. So, okay, Sean Penn... Is Not the hard condition? condition, wife on sperm. wife sperm. okay. <laughs> but to Del Toro is Jack Jordan. Now, what was his fucking deal? He's the drunk driver, right? Uh, yeah, but what's his actual personality before that? Uh, so uh, Jack Jordan's a former convict. That's right. He's using his newfound religious faith to recover from drug Okay, so there's two drug yep. addicts, ex-drug addicts in this. Um, uh, Christina Peck, Naomi Watts, is the former drug addict who's now found happy life with their two sons. Except that her about to get, yeah. Well, her her husband gets killed. Husband and kids, I think. And Danny Houston, I assume, is her husband. That would make sense, right? Yeah, I guess so. So they're the main players. So who's Will Smith? No, that's a different one.
1: (laughs) I thought you said Will Smith. I confused
0: the pursuit of happiness. Uh, with 21 grams I'm sorry this
1: whole time uh, this is what's been confusing me because I'm like which which one's Will Smith <laughs> I'm sorry I, I think that came
0: out the same year
1: I honestly in my head thought that
0: one of these characters <laughs> was still going to be Will Smith Now he just does the song at the end of it oh, 21 grams yo yo you're 21 grams I got 21 fans <laughs> Uh. okay so To recap, (laughs) uh, Christina Peck, Uh, Christina is devastated. Christina's, Jack, Uh, Jack Rivers kills Christina's husband and children. So no, heart condition, man. um, Sean Penn kills Christina. Sean Penn kills Naomi Watts' husband and children in a hit and run accident. No. No. Benicio does doesn't it? No. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Benicio kills Christina's husband and children yep. in a an accident and then her husband's heart is donated to Paul. Right. Okay. So Danny Houston's heart goes to um, Sean Penn. Yeah. Okay. Well, All set? Yeah. Christina's devastated by the loss and returns to drugs and alcohol. Oh, no. Paul is eager to begin normal life again with his new heart, but it hesitantly agrees to his wife's idea of surgery and artificial insemination as a last ditch effort to get pregnant. During consultations with the doctor before the surgery, Paul learns that his wife has undergone an abortion after they had separated in the past. Angered, Paul ends the relationship. He becomes very inquisitive about whose heart he has. He learns from a private detective that the heart belonged to Christina's husband and begins to follow around the widowed Christina. Uh, Well, that's a bit creepy. Jack is stricken with guilt following the accident and starts using drugs again. Okay, so you got Naomi Watts and Benizio back into drugs, and you've got Sean Penn trying to work out where his monkey heart came from. Despite his wife's protests to keep quiet and conceal his guilt, Jack tells her that it's... Oh, so obviously it's a hit and run. Yeah. Right. Jack tells her that it's his duty to God and turns himself in. While incarcerated, he claims that God had betrayed him, loses his will to live, and tries unsuccessfully to commit suicide. Oh, boy. Then Will Smith comes in and sings a song. <laughs> yo, yo, this ain't no joke. Stay alive. <laughs> he is released after Christina declines to press charges as she realizes that putting Jack in prison will not bring her family back. No. When Jack is released, he's unable to reincorporate himself into normal life and instead leaves home to live as a transient working in manual labor.
1: Just by the way, though, like, you know, that putting Jack in prison will not bring her husband back. That's not actually a good basis to run a legal system. Yeah, right. Because that pretty much <laughs> would mean you can murder anyone. Yeah. Because you'd be like, well, well, putting me in prison isn't going to bring him back. <laughs> no, but <laughs> still, you murdered him, so you
0: should go to prison. Someone w- the other day was uh, telling me, oh, God, what did this conversation come up? It's about... Oh, yeah, my mate was telling me, my mate Nick, his daughter, their uh, cat passed away, uh, their family cat, um, a a couple months ago. And he was, I think it's his daughter's birthday. She's four years old. And she was making, like, birthday wishes. And he said, what are your wishes? And he saw her make a wish. And he knew immediately that she was wishing to have their cat come to back. And he said to her, you can't, wish can't be for someone to come back to life. And I was like... Is that true? Is that a rule that you can't wish someone for to come back to life? Is that something that we're meant to be told? That like if you get your wishes, when you wish upon a star or make a birthday wish that you can't wish for someone to come back to life? Nick's argument was, well, that will never happen. <laughs> like you should only wish for stuff that potentially could happen. But, but mostly a, a wish is a
1: wish, right? Yeah, and most of the time you're wishing for shit that's never going to happen. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right? But he was saying like, that will never happen. Yeah, but most of the time Have shit- you ever wished for something that like... ...is physically impossible? Like, the laws of nature will not allow?
1: I mean, probably, I guess. Like, what? I don't know. When you make... Do you ever make a wish? Yeah. I reckon I would have made some... uh, Like... I, I wish that the Bulldogs win the premiership. Yeah. Wishes. Oh my god, you're a yeah. fucking psychic. Yeah. Wow. Well, no. Well, it took a fucking while. The old <laughs> wish. Yeah. Apparently, there's a critical mass of wishes. Yeah. Once you wish it 19 times, if you wish it on the Trevi Fountain and the National Gallery in Victoria, and the, there's a certain combo you have to unlock. Yeah. Right. Um, it's like
0: a video game.
1: Oh, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Like wishes, like prayers to God when you're a kid. It's that awesome combination of some of them are. Yeah, I wish I could fly. Yeah. Through to, I wish I could get an A on my exam tomorrow, through to, you know, like, I mean,
0: but it's a bit specific. So world peace. But you a know? specific wish. Yeah, like a prayer, or like I'm thinking back to when I used to pray as a kid or whatever. And all my prayers or my wishes for the future or for things to unfold, but generally stuff that could potentially happen. Like I remember wishing on the Early Bird show, they were giving away. Uh, little motorized cars, like little go kart type things, and I remember like I entered the competition, whatever it was, the drawing comp or whatever it was, to win one of these go karts, and I remember praying to God <laughs> and wishing like hell that I would win that. Like that was that was my strongest, that was the the, the clearest memory I have as a kid of wanting something so bad. Was I wanted that go kart so bad, but my father passed away when I was ten. I don't ever remember <laughs> wishing to have him come back to life, right? I was like, I want a go-kart. <laughs> right. Something that might be achievable. Yeah. Exactly. My dad's up in heaven going, hey, hey, dude. Like, right. You know, you really want to make a wish? Bring mate. me back. Yeah, you've got three wishes.
1: All right, well, I want a go-kart. Yeah. Definitely a go-kart. And I want an Optimus Prime. Yeah. And premium I want, edition. I want to meet Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's like, mate. He's
0: You're in like, hospital at the time. <laughs> Charlie and a genie comes to me and he's got you got three wishes my dad is in hospital I'm like all right go car transformer Hulk Hogan's my new dad (laughs) It's like you fucking son of a bitch
1: (laughs) how about my dad comes out of hospital healthy but I imagine that's got to be an occupational hazard if you're like a say a santa or whatever but there's kids who have genuine
0: problems every but they're wanting like a nerf gun it's, it's
1: like well but also it's got to be part of your day sometimes that there are ones who have genuine problems who are going to hit you up with like a oh genuine problem yeah yeah if you're like, like, like mummy mom,
0: deb- and daddy get back together you're yeah kid like, yeah, they hate each other <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mate, look at her face right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your dad is a joke. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't leave him ages ago. Yeah,
1: But, you know, yeah, I want my cat to come back or I want my grandma to come back or whatever. So that must be like literally part of your day knowing that... That's when Santa
0: grabs his collar. It's like... Yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we got one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about a Lego? You like Lego? (laughs) You like Lego?
0: I'll get you a jet hopper. How about that? (laughs) All right. Should we get going with 21 grams? Yes. Okay, so Paul, just remind everyone, that's uh, Sean Penn. So, Benicio del Toro confesses. Naomi Watts doesn't press charges. Benicio leaves his wife to start a transient life working in manual labor. Paul's looking for his heart donor because he found out his wife had an abortion. Yes. All right, well, up to speed yes I mean <laughs> you don't look convinced I,
1: well about the movie yeah in general yeah about the fact that someone thought this was a plot of a movie that people would enjoy that's what I'm mostly confused about
0: Paul finds an opportunity to meet Christina and eventually reveals how the two of the, so he's got her, her husband's heart yeah finds an opportunity to meet Christina and eventually reveals how the two of them are connected <laughs> he just literally just slices his <laughs> chest open pulls the skin back she initially is furious and forces him out but then reconsiders She's a drug addict, by the way, I think, at this stage. Desperately needing one another, they continue their relationship. All right. There's a leap in this plot, right? He's turned up, said, hey, I got your husband's heart. She's kicked him out, but then reconsiders. Yeah. And then the next line is desperately needing one another. They continue. Why do they need one another? I don't know. Maybe she needs his money for drugs and he needs her heart, her to- heart for... No, her husband's heart. Maybe she's got special heart juice in the fridge. (laughs) This is the worst writer's room.
1: Why does he need to stay? She's got Uh, heart heart. juice. You know the heart. 21 grams, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, 21 grams into the soul. It's the amount of cocaine I'd had when I came up and pitched this script.
0: (laughs) When I snorted 21 grams of cocaine while writing this script. Though Paul has a new heart, his body is rejecting the transplant. And his outlook is grim. As Christina begins to dwell more on her changed life and the death of her girls, she becomes obsessed with exacting revenge on Jack. It's getting interesting now. Good, here we go. Will Smith comes in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kill that prick. He's got your husband's heart. That's what it should be. Like If Will Smith came in like a Shakespearean fool at the end of every major act of this film and just recapped for us what was going on in rap, this would have won every Oscar. She goads Paul into agreeing she goads Paul into agreeing to murder him or oh, Jack yeah, to murder Benicio. right I mean that's that's a ha, do you think I could ever goad you into murdering someone um goad specifically goad <laughs> like I think I could convince you or talk you or sweet talk you into murdering someone. (laughs) I'm
1: not sure that you could. I could. I
0: reckon I could trick you into murdering someone.
1: (laughs) Oh, trick maybe, (laughs) but not sweet talk. (laughs) Like, I am willing to be tricked into murder, but I am not willing to be sweet talked into murder. Thank you very much. A man has his standards.
0: But goading. Like goading is like provoking, right? Like, I don't
1: think that I am easily goaded.
0: No, you're not. You're quite chill. Yeah. Can I be goaded into murdering someone? I think so. I think my ego is fragile enough that I could be goaded. I think that if it was a if it was a if it was a person that I felt had been I'd been wronged by or someone I loved had been wronged by and they were goading me, <laughs> Yeah, I'll murder you. <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: there's probably no limit to the things that I would do to not get in trouble with Amy. Yeah, right. So if I, <laughs> if I needed to murder somebody,
0: I wouldn't like it, but I'd probably do it. But I don't think go to, no. Sean Penn meets with a private detective who originally found Christina for him. He tells Sean... That Benicio del Toro, we should just call him this from now, it makes it much yeah, easier to follow. Exactly. Is living in a motel and sells Paul a gun. So uh, Sean, uh, Sean Penn and Naomi Watts check into the motel where Jack, uh, Benicio is staying. When Benicio is walking alone, Sean grabs him and leads him into a, uh, a clearing at gunpoint with the intention of killing him. I have, this is weird. I've seen this film and I don't remember any of this. I mean, I've seen this film also and I remember none of this. However, I thought Will Smith was. There. <laughs> so did I (laughs) Sean Penn is unable to kill Benicio del Toro who himself is confused shaking and pleading during the event Sean tells Benicio to just disappear then returns to the motel and lies to Naomi Watts about killing him later that night while they are sleeping Sean and Naomi are awakened by a noise outside their door it's Benicio who still consumed by guilt orders Sean to kill him and end their misery I mean, this is quite dramatic. I, I'm surprised I haven't remembered any of this. It's very dark though. Maybe that's yeah. why I blacked it out. There's a struggle and Naomi Watts blindsides Sean and begins to beat him with... No, blindsides <laughs> Vinicio, <laughs> and begins to beat him with a wooden lamp. Sean collapses, gets a hold of the gun and shoots himself. Wow. So Sean Penn kills himself. No. Oh, yeah. I, Paul. Paul Rivers kills oh. himself. So then Benizio and Naomi rush Sean Penn to the hospital. Benizio tells the police that he was the one who shot Art. He takes responsibility for... I don't know why Paul would have killed himself. But is released when his story cannot be confirmed. Sean Penn dies and the conflict between Naomi Watts and Benizio remains unresolved. They meet in the waiting room after Sean Penn's death. If they converse, it is not shown. When she offers to donate blood for Sean in the hospital, Naomi Watts learns that she's pregnant. Oh. They They must have slept together. After Sean's death, (coughs) Naomi Watts is seen tentatively preparing for the new child in one of her daughter's bedrooms, which she had previously been unable to enter after her daughter's death. And then Benicio is shown returning to his family. I think I get it. Because if 21 grams is the weight of the soul, and all... Uh, this Sean Penn guy wanted to do was have a baby to create a new life I think it's about the transference so he leaves his wife because he found out she had an abortion he hooks up with Naomi Watts who's lost a daughter and lost a no it doesn't make any sense does it it doesn't make no no sense sense at all
1: I've seen that film and I
0: can't remember any of that happening 80% of critics surveyed by Rotten Tomatoes gave the film positive reviews oh there you go 20% and and 20% cons- said, I wish Will Smith was at this. Yeah, the critical consensus states that it deftly weaves an uncommonly structured narrative with a panache of 21 grams. It's a stylish, haunting drama full of fine performances. Roger Ebert, for example, questioned the use of non linear narrative but praised the acting instead of the film. It grips us, it moves us, it astonishes us. Oh, God. Movie reviewers sometimes. They fucking take a jail pill, dude. I mean- yeah. Maybe a little bit less of a grip on it if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Roger Ebert, if that's your real name. Hey mate, we won't speak Ill of the Dead. Uh, so I haven't got us a fax machine yet. I looked into it, but I haven't got one yet. I you know, this is how dumb I am and unfamiliar with the world. I don't even know if I need a phone line for a fax machine. So I've been contacting my phone service provider because I have like internet to say, do I have to get a separate phone line for the fax machine? Or can I just... How, how does it work? What would you save? I had to tell you to get a fax machine? Would you think you'd need to get a phone line installed? It's a very interesting... <laughs> it gets <place>, hard, <laughs> right? Anyway. Like this gag, which I'm still committed to, and I've been looking on Gumtree, and I reckon I can get a fax machine for, Like one... I know we joked about getting the cheapest one, but I'm worried that we'll get it and it won't work. And right. I want it. I want someone. If we can receive one fax, then I think it'll be worthwhile. <laughs> so I think if I spend about 200 bucks, I can get us a, a decent fax machine. So I, I don't know what the answer to your question is, but um,
1: if I was going to speculate, mm. uh, so uh, I would say you need one of those because they're going to be old-fashioned plugs. So you probably need to plug it into an old-fashioned like I line have. A, phone I have a line. phone
0: line in my house. Yeah. They, do people still have that? I live in an old building. Is that... Do you have them here? This is a new place.
1: Um, home phone. I don't... Sockets? I don't think... Do you use a... Do you have a home phone? No. No.
0: See, that's the thing. I haven't had a home phone in 10 years. So I don't know if I need to get my line connected to then get the fax machine hooked up. I mean, I guess I must. But how do I get a fax number? Does it come with the fax machine? Right <laughs> like, this is... You know, it's all fun and games when we're joking about using our hard earned money to buy a fucking fax machine that so people can send faxes fax to our new segment, everyone read Facts.
1: I mean, it's a good point. Does the number come with the machine? Well, but how I, did it used to work? I, I assume d- it must be like, no, normally like a telephone number. You just got assigned it. That's and right. It would work on whatever machine. Yeah, because like,
0: whatever, where the area you're living in, like you move into a place that has a number assigned to that building, right? Like when I moved house as a kid, we didn't take our number. What do you, you say? Well, like, my phone number when I was a kid was 95961559, Right. and then we moved like a kilometer north and we got a new phone number. So it wasn't like we took our phone we took their number like that we went to a new building new part of that suburb we got a new number.
1: So if, well, I don't know if, man if someone else <laughs> if someone else moved into your house because I, I don't know you can't what, remember I don't know what the answer to it is either Well yeah
0: because you would call an old number and it'd be like oh no he doesn't live here anymore it's because the number was connected to the house Isn't that what would happen? Yeah No you're right That yeah. is It's what been so long since the landline well, because also, well for
1: me I lived in the same house like for, literally for the first 17 years of my life So we You never, never had, lived anywhere else Never lived anywhere else Yeah So Yeah I think you're right though Yeah so and so doesn't live here anymore That's what yeah. would happen, right? Yeah,
0: you'd call the number and it's like, no, that yeah, they've yeah. moved on. Okay. They, they wouldn't they wouldn't delete the number once you moved house. It wasn't like a mobile number. No. This is crazy. So this is the shit I'm dealing with. It's like okay, okay we get the fax machine, we call IINET. It's like, can you hook me up with a fax number? And they're like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately get put on some kind of red flag. Like this dude is communicating via fax. That's clearly some ISIS related shit. Like they don't want to do digital communications. Although, a lot of listeners did get in touch. Apparently, if you work in the medical profession, faxes are quite common still. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so we're going to get a lot of uh, faxes from people who work in hospitals and nursing homes. Oh, I'd be happy if that was the case. I... Well, are you ready for uh, our new segment? <laughs> I mean, should we debut it before we have the fax machine?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I... so this
0: is just, this is hey Haytofop. Okay, we still hate All right, hey Tofop, This is from uh, now. Michael Chamberlain pulled me up when he did our other uh, podcast. You guys One cup for using people's surnames when I read letters. Should I stop doing that?
1: Um, I I heard that. Yeah. What did you think? I it never really had worried me, me previously, either. but um, I I would assume in a general sense if you don't want us to see, use your name, like mostly if someone's like. Can you not use my name because this is confidential or whatever? They would state it. They normally state it. Okay. But I, I, I
0: don't know. Do other shows you listen to... Like The Weekly Planet does a, a, a letter segment. Do they use people's full names? I don't know. Like, see, that's the thing. I can't remember. This is the kind of thing, we're having this like total fucking inception moment. It's like, how do phone lines work? Do people use surnames <laughs> when they e- email into podcasts?
1: On the little dum-dum club, yeah. they get they read out their Patreon, like, you know, con- contributors' names and then mercilessly hang shit on their <laughs> names and their lives and do these horrible, like, improv scenarios for like an hour at the end of their podcast. It's,
0: it's great. I love it. So I think we're okay? Well, I think, yeah. I think we're fine. Okay, now I've got to... I've got to say up front, I just scanned through our letters. Yeah, I haven't proofed all of these, so some of these are going to be reading for the first time. I scanned them; they seem to have good content. Okay. So it could be a minefield, but the great thing is we're not going out live. So if at any stage, you don't feel you don't feel comfortable, just shout out your safe word. Okay. Which is Jewish conspiracy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> uh, Amy Wilson hey Tofop after hearing this week's episode and look I don't know what date this is we haven't done a show in a while this is a month ago after hearing this week's episode I just had to write in and share my recent tantalizing Tofop tidbit nice <laughs> two worlds collide okay well not? recently I managed to land a date with a guy who is in a whole other league to me while sitting with my ankles crossed in a flush French wine bar talking take bar talking awkward first date small talk. He mentioned he listened to a podcast on the drive to the date. He's uh, from the town over. Immediately, immediately I'm impressed, and I see a life raft in this boring weather talk. I spout out, I love podcasts, and he immediately asks what my favorite one is. I think to myself, he won't know what TOEFOP is. (laughs) (laughs) So I casually drop... It's a comedy conversation podcast between two old friends (laughs) called Tofop. Turns out he knows of the podcast. Unfortunately, it wasn't what he was listening to on the drive. And I spent the rest of the evening impressing him with my knowledge of Will's bad hips and random trivia I learnt from the human internet. (laughs) I even managed to score a second date after going to see Will's recent Will Eagle show. Keep it up. uh, Keep up the great content, boys, as I need something to talk about on our third.
1: Hello, Ramona. Hello, Ramona. Oh, hi, Jim. Uh, We're going to take a little break. We'll just have a
0: little break. For those of you still wondering, and for those of you that have been screaming the answer at your devices for the last half hour, the name of the Will Smith film that the boys had been confusing for 21 grams is seven pounds. You're welcome. Are we back? We're back. So uh, what you just heard was uh, Gemma... Very kindly bringing us some drinks. Yes. Uh, we're upstairs in Will's office. Gemma came in from the house, across the courtyard, and then went to go in the door of the office. Big, yeah. clean glass door. Yeah, glass pane. Walked main. straight into it. Yeah, that has happened before to other visitors to her home. I haven't done it yet, which is surprising.
1: Well, I guess because like, I know You it. know. But uh, I almost did it I've when had I, had I came up tonight. To it. I might have to put some warning
0: tape. Yeah, just dirty it up a bit. Uh, so just to recap, Amy Wilson found love thanks to TOEFOP. Is that the first time? You know what? If you want to uh, uh, send us a... What are we... I can't remember. It's a, a T-mail. If you want to send us a T-mail. And let us know if you've found love thanks to ToFop, We'd love to hear it. The new... Uh, hang on, I'm going to burp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great... Like, what a great, like, 40 seconds of our podcast. <laughs> If you found love thanks to this podcast, we'd really like to know about the romance this... Burp. (laughs) Our
0: next letter is from a guy you might know. Love songs and dedications. Hang on, I have to fart. (laughs) Adam Spencer. He writes in. Radio's Adam Spencer. Hey, Toefop. Here's another tantalising tofup tidbit, <laughs> by the way of Tofop respondents. <laughs> I was interested to hear that you can purchase a fax machine for only two hundred and fifty dollars. I remember the Baroness Susan Greenfield once telling me that in the mid nineteen eighties she took months to convince the heads of two other colleges at Oxford University to go thirds, uh, to go thirds in the cost of hiring a fax machine. Now you can grab one for considerably less than the cost of the television set. How times have changed. Yours and pop Respondent's, <laughs> Dr. Adam Spencer. <laughs> so how about that? Like 30 years ago, three universities all had to chip in to hire a fax machine. Right. Now Podcasts is buying one of Gumtree. One
1: podcast. We'd have to chip in with a little dum-dum club and I love green god letters <laughs> yeah. to get a fax machine.
0: Oh, we should. <laughs> A shared fax. We should get a planet broadcasting fax machine for all the podcasts.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll keep it. But if you want to send, like, you know, the weekly planet, yeah, a or a human fax, ordinary, or if fax. you want to send, like, you know, <laughs> or hey fam, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> writes in, oh, this... and I've never seen this spelling before. Take, give me your all your spellings. No. Uh. No. (laughs) That's the most, like, phonetic one. Double. (laughs) That's not what really it is, though. See, it might not be. It's spelt. Okay. Double. So it might be. Okay. It's going to be. The defence rests.
1: I reckon it's just a fancy way of saying.
0: Hey, Tofop. Here's another tantalising Tofop tidbit. I love it. You guys are great. Because we can't even fucking remember what we asked you to write.
1: <laughs> I couldn't.
0: Here's some T-mail. Charlie, I had to let you know I had this incredible dream last night. Okay. I should point out I haven't proofed these. I just read that bit. and was like, great. All right. <laughs> I was a guest on the podcast, so I went to record with you. Strangely... It was set up in a shipping container and the place was decorated like it was Halloween. <laughs> Do not podcast with that guy. <laughs> Anywho, we laughed and we talked for the full hour and it was the best uh, TOEFOP had ever done. Where was Will? Fucked if I know. <laughs> oh, okay. So we finished, but then the dream took a turn. And again, oh, I haven't proved this. I hope this doesn't go somewhere horrible. Well, I'm not involved, so I don't care. You had emerged from a trailer, which was in a park in town, in a blue silk dressing gown, and I came to meet oh. you, but I wasn't wearing any clothes. Oh boy! You looked down and you said, "Hey, great tits." What? <laughs> and then you started kissing me. Oh. Things got very steamy.
1: Oh boy. Is this, well, is this to the general toffot male, or is this like just personally to you? <laughs> this isn't a toffot male.
0: But the amazing thing is, that's how I proposed to Gemma. I literally looked at her and said, "Hey, great tits, will you marry me?" I won't go into more details, but what I can say is thank you. I woke up feeling very good and satisfied this morning. Much to to my husband's dismay. (laughs) Right. I mean, again, this is your dream. It has nothing to do with me and even less to do with Will, who you didn't even bother thinking about.
1: (laughs) I don't even know where the fuck I was.
0: Much to my husband's dismay when he turned to me for some morning action but was greeted with a grinning face and I said, I'm all good, thanks. Oh, boy.
1: Is this appropriate?
0: Keep up the good shit, boys. Sorry to have left you out, Will. Maybe the next dream, you could join in. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for future uh, reference, I should proof before we wow. read things on air. Wow. Or maybe this is a new segment where Charlie doesn't get to read them before he... I'm glad that I wasn't
1: involved
0: in whatever inappropriate... Jake Stanton, Charlie, I joined about sucking your dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I just have specifically <laughs> picked out TOEFL correspondence that is all about sex strangers. Mate.
1: I always thought faxes to your podcast <laughs> were made up <laughs> until.
0: Oh, I feel bad. Should we go back and censor her name?
1: Did you put her whole name on?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because we, we had a whole bit about what her name was. She,
1: I uh, mean, come on. She, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Um, No, it's fine.
0: Well, maybe, Mike Howell Don't say it. Bleep it for this episode. Okay. Oak. And we'll put a, a version on Patreon in which it's let's <laughs> Make like a bit of some of that sweet
1: cash. Do that every week. We'll tell one really illicit story, but we'll
0: beep out the names. But if you go to Patreon... This is from Jake Stanton, long-time listener, recent Patreon subscriber. Well, mate, we've got a fucking podcast for you coming out this week. <laughs> Jake, Jake Stanton also sounds like he could be a
1: character from 21 Grams. Grams.
0: When the TOEFOP CU, the Tofop Cinematic Universe, yeah. ine- inevitably comes becomes a reality, what would be the first crossover film in your franchise, e.g. Quantum Cop versus the Antichrist Killer? Would you guys... Have Stan Lee style cameos in each film, uh, not being all of them at all, or set yourselves up as an integral part of the world. Many thanks for the laughs. Firstly, John Deeks would have to be. Yeah. Oh, he's the Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. That we makes call sense. it the Deeks CU. Deeks in every one. I don't think you appreciate it the Deeks joke. And he Deeks you. I'm dro- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did brush over that. <laughs> sorry. That's really good. Deeks CU. <laughs> He's in all of them as our Stan Lee, but he also has to drop the line, everyone relax at some point. Like, yeah. so, you know, you see two superheroes bust out of the building and he walks up as the mailman and everyone's freaking out. It's like, no, guys, it's fine. Everyone relax. And winks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> we keep asking him not to wink at the camera. All like, right,
1: the one thing we say is, you can be in each of these movies, just don't wink at the camera. But he does it. And we leave it in <laughs> because it's charming.
0: All right. So what would be two... I mean, so what characters have we come up with in this? So, Quantum Cop, that's obviously the standout. Currently a comic strip available on Patreon. The new episode, Quantum Cop 3, just went up uh, this week. James is doing an amazing job. So, I reckon, well, so no,
1: rather than talking about crossovers, let's talk about Quantum Cop. Because Because okay. uh, James did s- send the latest one this week. And again, speaking of me not being able to see, I needed to put <laughs> my glasses on to be able to read Quantum Cop. But um, it's fantastic, yet again. Uh, t- tell me, I was had a few questions when yeah. I was like, yeah, reading it. Yeah. So recap to me, because you must be thinking about these things now that you guys are writing together. Yeah. Who is Quantum Cop? Jack Tripper. Yeah. And what are his kind of like essential personality traits? What's the kind of
0: conceit of the series? Oh man, I actually wrote, before James and I started the series, I wrote a series bible i analyzed did you <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that i'm a, that much of a nerd yeah so i wrote well, a... i just thought that's how you would have approached it i wrote a series bible which was character breakdown scenarios and you know and then james and i went back and forth on recurring jokes and stuff i think i actually have specifically jack tripper's bio written down here so just give me one second okay i'll bring it up you may need to you want to fill some time
1: Uh, Yeah, so anyway, the Quantum (laughs) Cop, uh, there's three parts of it so far. It is available on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash TOFOP, I believe. That's right. But anyway, TOFOP and Patreon and you'll find it. And uh, that's where we have our bonus content. The best of that bonus content at the moment is this ongoing uh, comic book series, Quantum Cop, uh, which Charlie and James are collaborating on. Uh, but was uh, based on idea I think out of an episode that uh, Justin was on with us as well and we uh, were riffing around the idea of Quantum Cop and now it's become its own actual spin-off thing and it's it's fantastic. The art is amazing, the it, the stories are funny and uh, I am uh, just uh, running out of things that I can say about it to fill in time. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, that Charlie would... Uh, I'm finding it. It's, based, it's a time travel. It's kind of, you know... Quantum leap meets die hard. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wills is a time, it's a Bruce Wills type, <laughs> time travel who <laughs> travels through time into thing. particular historic occasions. And then, uh, you know, he, he's, his attitude is one of old school policing. Yeah. That's and right. he, he takes that. Oh, old, here we go. Found it. Oh, thank God. Okay.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> This is the lead character. Everything Will said is right. So he's basically... When we came up, me, you and Justin came up with the idea of Quantum Cop, it was like, what is an atypical 80s kind of high-concept action sci-fi show? And so we sort of merged Die Hard with Quantum Cop. So it's basically about a no-nonsense, hard-nosed New York detective who works for a shady government program, moving through time to prevent the world's greatest crimes before they happen. But Jack's no-nonsense, bull-in-a-china-shop approach tends to kind of create more problems than he actually solves and so it the setting is kind of vaguely kind of 80s action hero world but James and I as this series has gone on we've just started throwing things out the window but here is a bio I wrote for Jack Tripper the leader Jack Tripper who I didn't realize at the time but is the name of uh, a very famous sitcom character From Three's Company. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's that? John Ritter. Is that his name? Yeah. John Ritter played a a guy called Jack Tripper. So when we come, it's like also one of the. Might as well just call him Sam Malone. Well, you know what
1: the nice thing is though, people will think that's a. So what what show was he from? I think Three's Company. Okay, so that'll be like Westworld style. There'll be Reddit blogs of people going, "That's the same name as the guy from uh, Three's Company." So obviously we've got to be looking for patterns of three Three. in Quantum Cop and
0: Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper is a blue-collar, no-nonsense cop. He likes to shoot first and ask questions later. He's lost count of how many times he's had to hand in his badge and his gun, but he gets the results, damn it. Jack was recruited because he had nothing to lose, and while his bull-in-a-china-shop approach is bluntly effective against history's worst criminals, he often creates unforeseen problems by creating rather large ripples in time. He's got no time for the eggheads calling the shots. He just wants to punch crime squarely in the dick. So that gives you an idea of what Quantum Cops about. Right. It's, it's
1: cool. It's fun.
0: Well, all right. So we started that comic book with a fairly set idea of it. We're just going to parody 80s kind of stuff. And then we started getting three episodes in, which is the latest one that's come out now. And we're like, you know what? We need to take this into some more bizarre directions. And so where it finishes, it's we've planned six episodes, I think, or maybe eight. So basically we divide up, we write an episode each and then we edit each other's episodes. So it's it's con- collaboration in the fullest sense. But we want it to get weirder and weirder and weirder. And so we don't know exactly where it's going to end up, but we have a final episode, which I think is going to be pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm loving it. Maddie Wecker writes in, Hey, I've only recently started listening to podcasts. Did you say, hey, Tofu? Maddie, no, it's a, Maddie as, a, as in girl, Maddie. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter if it's. Subject line, did Or does hey, she say, hey, tofop In the subject line. But hey, tofop Yeah. Or just hey? Just hey, Fop. Okay. And then, hey, Charlie and Will as her first line of a sentence. I'd
1: prefer to say, hey, tofop
0: as the first line of well, a sentence. Well, they all say, well. hey, tofop because that's in the subject line. Yeah.
1: But do they, do they also say, all say, hey, TOEFOP in, in the body? Line?
0: No. Why would they? Okay. Oh, well, when if I read... send you an email saying, Thursday lunch meeting, I oh, know. I wouldn't open with Thursday <laughs> lunch meeting. <laughs> Anyway,
1: hey, Will and Charlie. <laughs> the only... way you were reading the other ones, it f- sounded like to me that Adam Spencer had written "Hey, Tofop. No, that you what you they had written.
0: No, what they had written is "Hey, Tofop, Here's another tantalizing Tofop tidbit. Yes, but okay. Maddie has not done that. Yeah, not following the formula. Okay, so that's what I was asking. You're admonishing it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I've only recently started listening to podcasts and love your talks. I've been going back and listening to old talks, like their TED talks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going back and listening to old episodes, and in one, you're talking about how charities harass people. As a person who has just moved to a city, Brisbane, and walked everywhere, I encounter numerous daily, as opposed to the regional areas where I used to live. To add to your discussion about them, I would like to point out that none of these people actually talk about their charity anymore, and, and they rather they try and make small talk with me instead of actually pitching their campaign. Furthermore, <laughs> you have to be 21 to sign up. Whatever they want, and I'm not old enough, so basically, I get stuck talking to them for ages uh, only for them to ask me to like them on Facebook. (laughs) Are you sure these people are in charities? (laughs) So now, when they approach me, I just yell, I'm not 21 (laughs) and then I walk faster, and they don't continue their harassment. So, my advice to that is try and be a little more peaceful. (laughs) Thanks, Maddie. yeah i I
1: mean they're everywhere now and as someone who often walks around the cities in which i live um it is one of those things where like i mean i think that i mean all these charities are you know doing good work and they you know this is obviously an effective way for them to raise money and
0: those sort of things but it is it's hard work we did have someone actually get in contact with us when we did that episode to say hey look this is one of the you know things that i work in and we'd rely on a lot of these charities. Like we understand that people don't want to be harassed, but you know, there are, there is a reason for this.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I wish there was a better way. I wish that everything was just funded better. And yeah, you, you
0: saying, well, you have a wish.
1: Yeah, I have a wish. I have a, I want to transform. <laughs> um, I want just a um, go-kart, a go-kart. And, and I want Charlie's dad back.
0: Oh no. Yeah. That was your dad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but But I I still get Hulk Hogan, but I want him as my dad, (laughs)
0: because if I still get Hulk Hogan, then it's like, oh no, he came out with some racist stuff a few years ago. No, I don't want Hulk Hogan as my dad. I'll get The Rock. Too late. Too late. The Rock is my dad. Too late. And mind you, dad, does not
1: approve of your dad, (laughs) and his racist ways.
0: All right, let's wind it up. Uh, It's TOEFOP. We're back. I'm sure we'll be back again at some stage. I mean, we're in the
1: same place this week. We have another podcast called two guys one cup it's an afl football podcast but even if you don't like afl football you could probably listen to the yeah there was barely most any
0: afl to- talk on the, la- on the last one It was very like toe foppy. well we literally say in the first five minutes of of two guys one cup this is sounding like a toe flop discussion yeah
1: so if you want to drop in and have a listen to that one uh, you can do that Uh, We had a week when we were in the same place for once. Yeah. It does
0: make it a lot easier. We should probably make it... Maybe we should... Once a month, I should just come down here and we should just do one in the flesh.
1: Yeah, well, I'll try to get to Sydney as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, between yeah the two of us we should be able to at least do one a month in the same place hopefully
0: yeah like i mean i guess if we have like enough people subscribing to like patreon or something oh, i that'd, could afford yeah, that would be really I good could afford an airfare to come down here just for a couple of days and we could record a couple of podcasts that's, maybe some bonus content yeah that's a good point actually so Don't if you do want to go to our patreon page subscribe to it patreon.com forward slash Tofop. You can check out our other podcasts all at tofop.com. There's some philosophies and That's Awesome, Two Guys, One Cup, some fop where it's this, where Will talks to like much funnier people. I um, am having a break uh, from Willosophy
1: at the moment, but uh, I may be having a break from my break from philosophy because <whistles> my idea was that I would probably take until October and then I'd probably have a look at it again. Um, but... Damien do you, you know mm-hmm. who Damien yeah, yeah. is, right? Really funny comedian and he's uh, made this film. movie called The, the merger. merger. It looks great. I'm going it, to see it It, it looks really amazing and um, I, I love Damien. He's been a friend of mine for a very long time and uh, I've always been a great admirer of his work and I think this movie looks amazing and so uh, I'm going to do a one-off break. Hey, break. you were never
0: gone. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm still gone. <laughs> I'd like to All right, all right John Farnan, this is the final tour. Yeah.
1: I, I am still technically at the moment on a break from the podcast, but um, he has his film that I want to support. So he's going to come over during
0: the week and we're awesome. going to record a podcast. And you I'll should put do that it up. To a Tour Guys One Cup with him as well. Who does he support? Do a, he, he do, a, would... do, a, do a short one with him about what club he supports. Do you know what?
1: I... We should have a... I'll, I'll try to do that. I'll, yeah. I'll see if he's got an extra half an hour and I'll try to record something for you yeah. Guys One Cup as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we're
0: thinking of doing this other thing for our other show that you probably don't care about, but we yeah. want to start doing some bonus episodes of our footy podcast where we get people on to talk about their clubs.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, part of it, uh, I was away and, you know, you did the podcast with some other people and... Um, it opened up that idea of like, it's something that we would like to do more of. So we're going to try to record some extra stuff and, and, you know, uh, branch out a little bit. So anyway, yes, we have a dumb other podcast that's about football <laughs> that is like this. It, it, I think you would enjoy it. If you enjoy this, <laughs> you would probably enjoy that. That's what I would say. Uh,
0: and you're on tour. Oh you're yeah. The October, show October, in October
1: 13th yeah. at the uh, Sydney Opera House and, uh, with Justin Hamilton, um, the first show is selling very, very well. The second show, as always, sells a little bit more slowly. But I will say this to people, if you're making a choice between the two shows, um, this show in particular, Will legal is, is long. Um, so the second show, I'll probably get to take my time and you know really give you the whole you know kick and caboodle whereas the first show i'll keep it you know <laughs> until a nice tight 80 minutes second show <laughs> <laughs> you never know how long it might fucking go for <laughs> so uh come along to that and uh when people hear this um i should have some new shows on sale oh, so right. i am going to be doing some touring in regional victoria a little bit of regional victoria and some north queensland touring and some other dates to come as well so um You can check that out,
0: comedy.com.au and find all my new dates that'll be up this week. I'll just be at home by the fax machine uh, once I get it connected, uh, eagerly awaiting your faxes. So we'll post the fax number once I buy the fax machine and and work out how how to connect it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.